Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today I have with me Coach Jim Kessler. Coach K, as he is affectionately referred to around these parts, retired at the end of this past season after 42 years as head coach of the Grace Lancers basketball team. He has coached more than 1,300 games, won the NAIA National Championship in 1992, and has more hardware and Hall of Fame inductions than we have time to mention. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Drew. Glad you could be here. So uh, right out of the gate, what made this the right time for you to retire? Uh, that's a good question. I, I've, uh, you know, several things have happened that have made me face my mortality. Uh, one of those was a good friend of mine who was actually playing his last year when I began coaching, uh, Ralph Hodge at Olivet Nazarene. And uh, we've kind of gone back and forth who has the most wins. Actually, I don't have any wins. My team has, okay? I haven't scored since 1970, <laughs> so that really doesn't count. But we just kind of joked around a little bit about that, nothing serious. And um, uh, he was going to coach a couple more years. I talked to him last summer, and he, he had some health issues that he said. And you know what? He died in November. Hmm. And I thought, wait a minute. I don't want to coach too long. You know, I, I have a family. I have grandkids I like to watch. Coaching is so demanding that I had to miss the first part of a game so I could walk with my daughter at her senior night at the high school. It's just that's the way it is, and so you, you just can't do some of those things. Um, so that was one of the things that made me think about that. <laughs> this is kind of kind of different, but I turned seventy in um, December twenty first, and. Uh, the way the, the insurance policy is here, when you turn 70, you can no longer drive a school van with students in it. They did change that to you can drive 125 miles, which conveniently gets you to O'Hara. So you can still make runs. There you go. So the day before, we were in Phoenix. I drove 10 hours up to the canyon and down all over the place. I thought, you know, tomorrow I can't do this. So it just made me think. And... Uh, Coaching is one of those things you can't do if you're if you're not really into it. It, it takes total passion and, co- and and focus on what you want to do. And at some point, you just get where you know I don't want to do this anymore. Coach Wooden came to that point. He coached the um, um, semifinals of the NCAA championships in between the media and the the room where the the players were dressing. He walked in and said, man, the tomorrow will be my last day. He hadn't told anybody. He just didn't want to do it anymore, he said. So you come to that point. Uh, and so I kind of got where I, I love the game. I love working with young men. But I think there comes a time when you do need to step back and you need to pass it on. And I think, um, you know, Coach Moore has been a very great assistant. I've had several through time, but – He's been with me for seven years, and systematically I've given him opportunities to do things in practice. The last thing that I never let anybody do before, and that's take a missions trip. He took them last summer, and he did a great job, so I think it's time for me to um, pass the baton and stay in my lane so I don't get spiked and then cheer 
when you pass the baton in a relay, you cheer because now your your part's done, yeah. and you let somebody else finish the race. And I think that's kind of where it is. It comes the time when you you have to pass it on, and uh, you know th- these are all little things. Maybe they're kind of silly, but you know, Social Security you have to start taking Social Security when you're 70. So I have a part-time job now. And uh, when the ambulances come to Grace College, to not Grace College, but to Grace Village near where I live, sirens roaring. When they get near, they turn them off because they don't want to spook everybody. So I was on my way to work, and I was parked at the stop sign, ready to turn on the Wooster Road. The sirens come blazing down, and they turned them off. And I thought, I guess it's not for me because they turned and went on. So I made it. And I thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this too long. You know, I, I think without, you owe it to your team to approach it with 100% energy and passion. So I'm at the point where I want to pass the baton and I want to cheer. I'm going to move from behind the bleach, behind the team's bench. I told Scott I was going to sit there. I was joking. I want to move to the other side. And I want to be a fan. I don't want to be a critic. I want to be a fan. So God's given me this ministry, and I wanted to do it well. And then you need to step aside when it's time. What uh, You announced your retirement at the end of the season, um, and there was still some tournament play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about that period of time, those last couple games yeah. that you were you were coaching, and even you know that last time walking out onto the court what what you were feeling I reflected some but I I think uh, I never wanted to coach those any different than I did the very first game I mean you you give it your best and when it's done then it's done and when you when you coach every year's that way every game is that way and so uh, they kind of have their own entity and I didn't want to do a lot of hoopla I mean I told Chad I want to do this I didn't want this the swan song kind of thing. I didn't want to do that. And he and, and actually Scott convinced me, you need to let your alumni know. Don't They'd be mad at you and us if you don't let them know. So I conceded. And so the last uh, the last game, you know, I really thought a lot about it, but I remember walking down the hallway. It's the last time, you know, that I'm going to do this. When the game was over, a lot of excitement. Um, but it's okay. I I'm, was I'm ready to move on. I I'm fortunate that the Grace College didn't give me the boot because most most coaches, even some really good men that I know, even in our league, didn't leave on the best of terms. They they had a little bit of animosity in their heart, and and that's not the case. I'm really appreciative that Grace has given me the opportunity to 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 finish and not feel like I get in the boot on doing this. Uh, yeah, I have to admit, the game itself, when, when my alumni were, that's when I got a little emotional because mm-hmm. those are the guys that you bleed and die with. Uh, when I was able to coach the, um, the NAI All-Star game, which was after that, that probably was a little more that way. I, I thought, you know, um, I'm leaving the, last, leaving the court the last time being called coach. It's not my team specifically. You know, Fortunately, you know, I had a player, Logan Godfrey, was on that team, right, played quite right. well. But, you know, I'm leaving for the last time as coach. And um, same with the locker room. You know, it's uh, it's still the same. Now, I, I still call myself coach. I can't quite. I think everyone else will, too. So it's it's going to well, stick. Coach K, uh, I think it's going to stick. 
Well, I wanted to coach since I was a sixth grader, so it's it's kind of been the dream. In fact, I told Suzanne, um, I think I'm going to put that on my tombstone. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Some people might think that's my name. I don't know, but it's okay. You know, co- coach to a coach, you carry uh, – that, that's a – that's a term you really appreciate. It's like professor. You've been a professor all your life, which I have been too, but it's just coach. And uh, it's a specialized teacher, kind of a dear term that we all really, we love to be called coach. So I'll still be that. Now, I had to admit when I was cleaning out my office, I had a bunch of cards left over, and, you know, I'm, I pitched all that stuff. So that card's no longer me. It's not head basketball coach. Phone number is not mine. That's Scott's now. So it's okay. It really is. Well, you mentioned 42 years um, as head coach, and that's not how most go out. And those who are successful the way you've been successful often move on to bigger and better. Um, what what <laughs> caused you to decide that I'm going to plant myself here at Grace College for the long haul and invest and invest and invest? Actually, it's 44 years. I've been an assistant That's coach right. for two years and I coached in high school a couple. And you mentioned 1,300 games. It's it's actually over 1,400. Wow. I think That's a lot of games. That's a lot of time. I was um, thinking I probably lived in the dorm because of camp maybe four years or some crazy <laughs> number. But nevertheless, why did I stay, Grace? You know, I... Um, I had an opportunity to go to another university while I was coaching in high school. And uh, I went and I interviewed and I just didn't feel peace about it. And Coach Cameron called and asked, would you come back to interview? And that was it. I wanted to come back to my alma mater. So I was very, very um, pleased that I even had a chance to do that. That I would be here this point in time, I, I didn't know. I mean, I told Susan, we'll try it five years and you know, I'll teach or sell cars or something. Um, I'm going to work hard, but it's just been, God's just made it fit together. It's been a great place to raise my family in the one on Lake area. And I've, I've bought into what the mission of grace is all about. It's changed. I don't say it's changed. The, 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 um, it used to be to know Christ and to make him known. And some of those things have changed to what it is today, but it's still the same mission. And I, I fit that. And yeah, you got to flex with how things go. Um, We've won some games. We've lost some games. That that obviously, when you take the court, you you play to win. You practice to win. To not do so would be a disingenuous competitor, and that's not that's not what we are. But that's never really been my my purpose. You know, it's a goal to mm-hmm. win. But my purpose has been to see young men and women, because I was faculty for years to see them grow in their knowledge of Christ, be conformed to his image. That's really what I've really been wanting to do. And when you tell people, I've said this sometimes in context and they kind of they don't understand, but I really do coach the minister. That, that's what I've always wanted to do. So I've been fortunate to be able to do that, and that's been my goal. Um, I remember when Joey Graham gets Dr. Joey Graham. Now he's on our, our faculty, but... Uh, I won't say I was at an NAI coaches meeting, and um, uh, the the guy that's running the meet says, "Well, how'd you get Graham to come to Grace? Because he was highly recruited and played in Division One for a year." And I said, "No, he chose Grace. He's he's God's recruit." 
Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of said that kind of glibly a little bit. The next next year, he says, "Well, Kessler, who'd God recruit this year?" <laughs> and I had a couple more names, and you know, eventually, God recruited Scott Bloom, who was an Indiana All Star. So, right. I mean, we've had young men come here not because of me. Um, it's just been what God's had to bring them here, and those have been those have been highlights. Obviously, some of those guys. I remember you uh, you saying to me one time that when uh, when folks ask you, you know, what's the season going to be like, Coach? You know, how's <laughs> this team going to be? Um, you often answer by by saying, you know, I'll, I'll tell you in twenty years when I see how they're living for the Lord. Hmm. Tell me about that perspective and how you keep that perspective when yeah, the pressure to win is real and it's there all the time. Well, if we're about just winning, then then it's it's a terminal. It's a easy. It's a short-lived sort of thing. And and my goal really has been to help them grow as people, young men. And so that takes time. You know, some have been failures. I've had some that I, well, I call them that, but I've been disappointed. Let's put it that way, that they didn't follow through in a way that I thought that that scripture would have them do and others certainly have done that and so it's been a real joy just to watch watch those guys grow and mature and their families and second generation and that's uh, that's the big picture isn't that what we all try to do isn't it is to help young men and young women to move toward what god has them to do and athletics is a very powerful tool because we love basketball, we love sports, and we play with our heart, and it brings emotion into play. And so that's life. You have to be able to shape emotion and control it and direct it. So athletics is one of those ways to to get under the skin somewhat of, of young men to see them mature and grow. And I've tried to be consistent and follow through with that. You always tell them about that. I, I joke... Um, for several years now, when they graduate, I give them a pin, a graduation pin and a note. And one of the things that says you can use this pin to write your first contract, sign your contract, or you can write a check to Grace College. And several have been hey, the first. Hey, as a of advancement, I'm thankful for They have for been that. the first alumni to give. They give them to me after they graduate, a check. It's not much, but it's kind of neat <laughs> to say that. Say, yeah, it's the first, the first alum because they – I told them, you know, this meal you're eating, didn't. this was bought by, and I'll tell you who it was. Sometimes people will give me some money for something. I'll tell them, this was bought by Dr. Forbes, for example. He'd give me some money for a check, so for a meal. So they know all along what they get they should give back. And, yeah. and that's the same way, you know, in terms of our faith. The Lord gives us gifts. We tell them to whom much is given, much is expected, and you need to give it back and, and invest it, actually. And that's the the servants, you know, some have five, some have three, some have one. I think if the guy had one would have invested it, he would have had the same reward. But he hid it. He was afraid. He didn't take the risk. Well, sport requires risk. Anytime you take the court, there's risk involved, and you have to be willing to do that. So those are just lessons you learn. What do you – so you have quite a coaching tree um, as well. So a lot of your alums and former assistant coaches and are all over the place at all different levels coaching. What's some of the advice you tend to give to young coaches or those entering the field of coaching? Hmm. 
Um, I think you need to establish um, what's really important to you, both on the court and off the court as well, and then be true to those things. I can remember going to a coaching clinic one time, and the coach speaking said, if somebody came to your practice and watched what you do, would they be able to tell what you thought was important? Well, that's a good question. I don't remember what else was said, but I started writing stuff down, you know. What are the things I think are really important? And that, that's true on the court. And that's true in life, too. Is it, what is it that's really important? What's our, what's our purpose? And so focus on those things. And I tell them the same thing. You know, what are you going to do with, with the opportunities you have? I talked with a guy just yesterday, a former player, and he's struggling with, uh, does he take a head job someplace else? He stay where he is? And, you know, some, sometimes the things that God leads you to do don't make sense humanly but they do spiritually so think about what is it god has you to do what's your purpose and pursue it with all you can did that answer your question absolutely okay. yes one of the things i also have appreciated in getting to know you is your perspective on student athlete and faculty <laughs> coach you think the order of those words is rather important um, and in this day and age of of athletics, especially at the highest levels of college athletics, you know, we, we rarely hear about the academic side. Um, yet that's something you've always emphasized. Tell me a little bit about, you know, why is that so important that students come before athlete and you, you are the end of an era as faculty coach? Well, um, there's, it's okay to have professional athletics. I, I don't question that at all. People enjoy watching. Uh, you play forward for your team, your club, whatever. Uh, but I think in a collegiate setting, it, it should be that. It should be you're here to, for your education. There's a there's a trade-off. We're going to help you with your schooling. And I think actually many of the things you learn in athletics complement your athletics. I mean, they're, they're similar in terms of what are you going to do with it when you graduate how do you deal with stress and change and progress and working really hard? And so I guess I grew up in an era where it was student athletes perceived that way. And the faculty coaches were the same. Everyone was on faculty at most schools, early days. I mean, I can remember reading uh, a booklet that I had found um, – and uh, there's a fellow named Don White that lives in the Weebrink. It's an old house down here. And he had been Purdue's first All-American in 1923. And there was a booklet there from the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches. And uh, they made several speeches. And one of them was how the faculty were upset with him because the students were traveling by train to go where they were and they weren't getting their education. And he bantered with it, well, they actually have a better academic record than the average student. And I think that can be because it can enhance what you do. A lot of athletes do better in season than out of season because they're disciplined and mm. they're structured. So, you know, when uh, when we talk to athletes, I talk to a guy today, I'll ask him, so what is it you want to do? I mean, why, why do you want to go to school? Why do you want to play? And they'll give you a reason. And then I'll ask them, and then what? I say, what? Well, and then what? So you achieve your goal. You want to play overseas like this guy said, and, and then what? Well, I, I don't know. The moms are over there going, yeah, 
And then what? <laughs> you know, that, it's the whole package, I think. And I think in a, at a Christian liberal arts college like Grace, you, you get the whole package. You can work with them spiritually. You can work with them academically. And certainly athletics is important. You're going to work at it really hard. So you get the whole package when you're a student athlete. That's great. And faculty coach, same thing. Well, one of the things that I'm thrilled about is um, you have decided in your retirement um, to continue to do some some things for grace and beyond. And, um, you know, I think retired for you just means taking off one set of tires and putting on a different set and keep going. So tell me what you're hoping for in sort of this next season of life on campus and off campus. Oh, maybe you can tell me. (laughs) I don't really have this expectation of of a great deal. I think uh, we've had several times in recent years to travel with our team to Virginia and Arizona. And and I enjoy just meeting alum, smile, shake hands, and swap stories with the old boys and the old girls about things. Um, Continue to print out what the mission is for the school. I don't really know what the transition period looks like. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to have a f- card table and a folding chair in a closet someplace. And we'll make sure it's when I'm than in, that. I'll just <laughs> set it out. So when I'm done, I'll fold it up and put it away. But then there won't be any uh, office hours either. And right. There won't exactly. Be, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just would like to continue to help foster the mission of the schools going forward in time. There's lots of schools that are under the gun. Some are. Just folding up, you know, they, they're closing down, and I would hate to see that happen in Greece, and I don't think that it will. So if I can foster that or just keep good friends, I think I could be a better friend raiser than a fundraiser maybe, but I don't know. I think your title is special assistant to the AD, and <laughs> that all other duties as a sign <laughs> yeah. part is going to be just a lot of, I mean, you know, yeah. and I, I, I think if you, you, I know you won't appreciate this, but if you had the Mount Rushmore of, yeah. of okay. Grace College uh, names and faces, you'd be on that. And uh, I think alumni are going to appreciate the opportunity to be able to not just watch you, uh, but be able to interact with you and <laughs> talk with you and spend time with you. Um, and one of the things I, I wanted to ask, <laughs> Dr. Kadip said he thought my face value would be going down oh, there the you. next couple of years. So <laughs> that's probably the case. So one anyway, of the things I joking. wanted to, to ask you that I'm I'm kind of amazed by is you know, you have coached for a long time. You've been in the same place a long time, um, and at least from my perspective, I have I have never heard a player, a fan a colleague of yours, a parent of one of your athletes ever speak ill of you. And that Well, is, you just haven't heard well, them. Maybe maybe that's <laughs> right, but uh, I, I find that amazing um, that so many think fondly of you and your influence on them. Why do you think that is? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I never set out to be liked by everybody necessarily. I I just want to do my job well and be faithful. So uh, maybe that's what you know. It's um, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I, I don't have an answer to that. Well, if you can bottle but up there some have of that been secret some, sauce for the rest of well, us, well, there's we'd been like a few know. distractors that <laughs> that are out there and. 
I think I've tried to be honest in in selling the school and their position and their opportunities, and not everyone agrees. You know that that my son or grandson should play more or should play a different role, uh, but I've tried to be honest with them. I, Coach Wooden said um, he um, he had players that he he really liked to have on his team, but would never let his let him date his daughter. <laughs> so he was he was uh, just straightforward and honest with them. I tried to be honest about their expectations, my expectations. So I don't really. Have a good answer to that one, probably. Something I have uh, so appreciated about you is your advocacy for other programs. Mm-hmm. And you haven't been um, myopically focused on your own, which can be easy to do because it can be all-consuming, as you said, to be a coach. But I've, I've seen you be generous. I've seen you be supportive of other athletic teams and even supporting their venues being built. Um, even academically supportive of programs. And, and that's, uh, I think, unique to see someone who is, you've already been a fan of Grace College in general uh, while being the head coach. And I'm so thankful that you're going to continue on, um, not just being a fan, but being an advocate for Grace College and for the type of education that we offer students. So one of the things we like. I believe to- in it. Yeah, it's a. Uh- you're a product, right? Yeah. You're a product. I am a product. Uh, Abe Lincoln said others too have brains, and I think that's true that, that we need to appreciate those other programs because they have a season just like we do. You know, the trailers have a season. And, uh, so, yeah, I, we should be team players. That's really what I try to be, team player. Well, one of the things we are uh, starting to do here at the end of our Grace Story podcast is some <laughs> rapid-fire questions that are somewhat <laughs> random, uh, more to get the lighthearted, fun side of, of Coach K, which is there. You're a little, you're known as a little bit of a jokester as well. So um, a couple uh, questions I wanted to ask. One, favorite fun memory, or what is a fun memory of being on the road or being with your guys or a funny moment that you can think back on? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I've had several guys say, Coach, when we travel, we never just went to the game. You know, I'd like to give them some exploration because I have a lot of curiosity about a different, some different things. So I just got lots of stories about different occasions and nothing jumps out at me particularly other than just giving them a chance to, to be exposed to lots of different things. So. Okay, well, then I'll throw you another one. If you could have uh, lunch with one person, who would it be and why? <laughs> with one person. And it, and, and it, and it can't be Jesus, okay? I mean, Coaching, we'd all yeah. Pick, yeah, so you got to pick somebody else besides um, the obvious. Actually, I, I never actually had lunch with Coach Wooden, but, but I ate his lunch. We uh, several times have got a chance to meet him. I sat with him during a USC game. And when he left, uh, he was toward the end of the game. He said, Coach, I, I'm going to need to slip out now because my car's in the, down here in the garage and I need to get out of here. So when he started to walk out, he walked in front of the pet band. They struck up, hail to the chief, which I thought was fitting. <laughs> we, uh, we took him to lunch. Yes, I did. We took him to lunch one time at his deli. That's right. Uh, the team was there. And then the next time we were back, we offered. He goes, well, I want to eat two meals a day now. So um, so I went, we went anyway, and um, she set us in a, like this half booth and uh, brought us a menu, and I ordered, uh, 
Um, my grandpa used to eat liver's worth. Liverwurst, it's like a liver, mm-hmm. so I had a liverwurst sandwich and a bowl of matzo ball soup, which is kind of an odd combination. And the girl says, well, that's what Coach Wooden eats. I said, yes, I did you know it. you're on the right I track. I got the right track. Yeah, how about <laughs> that? So yeah, that was kind of a fun, lots of fun stories. Uh, guys just, Coach Wooden, I enjoyed just listening to him. And he asked us, why do you think... He's my, why do you think uh, John Stockton is my favorite fan, my, my favorite player? And guys guess different things. Because he's a good passer. Yeah, yeah. He said, because he wore shorts that fit him. <laughs> <laughs> he wore short shorts when everybody else is going to the Those are kind of back bit. in now. They're yeah. back. Yeah, guys roll them up. Yeah, you know? that's kind of, a, kind of back so, in. So uh, tell us a little bit, what do you like to do when you relax? When I relax? Yes. Um. I've kind of made Sunday church family day. I've never really done basketball unless you just have to on Sundays. So that's that's part of the time just to get away. <laughs> and I I like to tinker with cars. I like to turn a wrench now and then, smash my finger. So I've kind of enjoyed some of the old beasts cars that I have around. Everybody laughs at my old Buick and my Corvette. Motorcycle. I just I just like things that make noise. Motors. That's kind of something I enjoy doing. Um, I suppose that's. What team do you cheer for in the NCAA tournament? Um, that changes from year to year. I usually choose a coach that I admire. His approach to how they coach. Oftentimes his conviction about different things. So I was very happy when Coach Bennett won it this year. Um, just kind of been a fan of him and his father as well. Father was in the stands, which kind of a neat right. thing. So, um, I suppose uh, around. I, I like the Indiana teams too. I've enjoyed watching Purdue and Indiana schools around. Good. I guess that's it. The well, Lancers. Go Lancers! There you go. go well, Lancers. Coach, thank you so much sure. for being on this podcast and sharing a little bit more of your heart and background with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining the Grace Story podcast. Um, For all those listening out there, thank you so much. And we appreciate the music on this podcast brought to us by Dr. Wally Brath and the music (laughs) department. We actually got to hear some of it while we were sitting here talking to each other because they're downstairs practicing right now. And we hope that you will download the podcast, like it wherever you retrieved it from. And until next time, live your best grace story today.